The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled, Carry the Message. In addiction recovery, we learn that we need to make and maintain conscious contact with our higher power for guidance but we don't stop there. We continue on to learn how to be of service to others by carrying the message of recovery to any who seek it. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on learning to be of service as a natural outcome of spiritual awakening. Cool. So what we're sort of talking about today is the 12th step which is uh, pretty much similar for all 12-step groups. So, and it says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So this is like the culmination, right, of all the other steps. That if we've done all those other steps, we've had some sort of a spiritual awakening. And I think we have. (laughs) I think it's safe to say that we have, right? And so there's two pieces to this, as we talked about before the before beginning the show, that there was really two pieces to this step. One is being of service and carrying the message to others. And then the other piece is equally important, which is that we um, we practice these principles in all our affairs. So I thought maybe we might take them one at a time so that we can yeah. sort of because they're OK. So the first piece of it is service. And so, you know, that's what really makes 12 step different than other types of recovery, right? Is this not, this is not something that you go off and do by yourself. Um, This is a group process, right? It's a, it's a, 
a sort of self-help group. And the way, the reason it works is because we help one another. So it's not really like a part of the program. It is the program, right? It is the way the program works is that we help one another. So for some of us, it may have been the first experience of really, you know, being of service in that way. I know it was for me, really. Um, and, you know, there's so many ways to be of service in recovery, and all of them are valid, right? And so I was taught, you know, be coffee person, you know, put the, well, okay, I'm dating myself now, put the pamphlets out. I don't think they, do they have pamphlets anymore? We used to have all kinds yes. of little pamphlets you had I, to set I out. I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, you know, and so taking a, um, a service commitment, as they call it, or a service position would be the obvious thing. But you know what? Having a heart for service can be even bigger than like having an actual commitment. And th this is something I had to learn. And I still I still need to learn this because it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, when the meeting is over, put your chair away. You know what I mean? Don't just leave it there and expect someone else to pick it up. Realize yeah. that this is a group process pick up your own mess put your own chair away maybe ask you know maybe offer to put your neighbor's chair away too so that might seem like a really small thing but it's really not because it's the beginning of for me it was the beginning of teaching myself to be more aware of others you know to be to be of service to others to not just be you know because I'm I'm by nature, I'm a selfish, self-centered person. I mean, supposedly the big book says we all are, right? Um, but it doesn't come naturally to me always to be of service to others. Half the time I'm so caught up in just trying to keep my own self from going off the rails. That it's hard for me to think about anybody else, you know? Yeah. But this is a way of tr beginning to train ourselves to not just be thinking of ourselves all the time, you know? to begin to think of someone else. Let me put this person's chair away. Let me ask this person if they need anything. Let me offer this person my phone number. Let me invite this person to come to coffee with us. All of those are ways of being of service in addition to doing more formal service commitments, don't you think? Absolutely. And in fact, what you're saying just reminded me of how powerful that was early in my own recovery. To be invited to go to get some coffee after the meeting just felt so good like wow i'm 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 being included and these guys are asking me and they've you know they're 20 years sober and it just became a really fun thing and we did it for a while you know not yeah. forever but man it was really important it meant a lot to me i should say yes. it had a big impact on me yes. simply being invited and so of course now i can do that for others yeah just like you said simple simple things um, you know, the the example we always use is uh, making the coffee. You know, there are lots of yeah. things that need to happen to keep a, a home group or a meeting running smoothly and putting your chair away. Or I remember um, the way the home group worked at that time was there was cleaning day. And depending on, you know, it would rotate. Like sometimes the Tuesday 8 p.m. meeting would be the ones to move all the chairs and sweep the floor and you know, just simple stuff. Oh, so you had like a minutes. meeting room? Like yeah, a, we had a dedicated like a, room okay. cool. for the for the group. And so just, you know, being willing to stick around and be part of that instead of just scooting right out. And that's fine too. I mean, people scoot out, but the opportunity is there. 
the opportunity is there. And I remember one of the funniest things I ever heard. I had of a friend uh, in the program who's a famous actor, and they described as when they first came into the program and someone asked them to make coffee, they were like, no, no, see, people make coffee for me. I don't yeah. make I don't make coffee for other people. That's not going to go over in twelve step program. But then immediately realizing how ridiculous yeah. that is, yeah, that that was their initial response. And of course, they share that story to illustrate. Yes. Wow. The, you know. Yes, I can do this too. We can all do these things, even if it's not something we're used to doing. Yeah. Yeah, so the cool thing about doing service is that um, it gives us a couple of things. Uh, you just gave that example perfectly. It can foster humility. And God knows most of us in 12-step program could use a little more humility. I know I could. <laughs> um, and also it gives us self-esteem. So, you know, when we come into the program, we're we tend to not feel that great about ourselves. You know, I mean, self-esteem is probably... Self-esteem issues is probably something that we all share that is part of what got us there in the first place. If we had healthy self-esteem, maybe we wouldn't be addicts in the first place. But, you know, we have to build self-esteem as we, you know, as we move through recovery. So by doing things that are good, that helps us. Feel, I mean, it sounds really basic, right? But by doing good things like helping others, that helps us start to feel better about ourselves. It's totally. Yeah. And so when we participate and we show up and we, you know, do our little part, it, it has a profound effect. I know for me, it made me begin to feel like I was a part of things. I wasn't just showing up and partaking. I had a role, man. I was making coffee or I was reading, you know, offer to be a reader. It's another yeah. thing you can do or you know to chair a meeting or whatever you know all these there's so many different things that you can do and um i know that when i did them i definitely felt more a part of the group which helped me to participate on a deeper level and probably helped keep me sober you know so so it really um has a lot of spiritual benefits for us when we do service we begin to feel better about ourselves like we're actually doing something we're contributing members of the group you know um, the other thing that's so such a very simple thing, but really we have to remember is a part of doing service is just showing up. Yeah. Right. Every time you show up to a meeting, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the others that are at the meeting. You know, they always used to say to me, why do I need to go at 17 years sober? Well, because when I showed up, there was somebody sitting in that chair that had 17 years you know so if if people didn't continue showing up there wouldn't be meetings there wouldn't be any place for a newcomer to go to right so and then also um so suiting up and showing up and then being willing to share you know being willing to speak up not just you know when it's appropriate and it's not always appropriate sometimes you just need to listen and that's yeah. okay too but when we share our own experience strength and hope then that that is being of service. That is the whole deal, right? Is each of us showing up and sharing our, our own experience, our own strength and our own hope. What's going on with us? What worked for me? What's happening for me? Actually, really the good, bad, and the ugly. Because um, if people only showed up and, and shared when things were going really good for them, 
that wouldn't have helped me because I needed to see people come in that were having a really hard time with things and then see how like a few weeks later they had gotten through that and they shared how they got through it. That's what helped me. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, I can get through that too. So basically, I guess what I'm saying is showing up and being real, being authentic, oh, yeah. being no, honest. I are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. That right there, I think, is huge. Uh, in fact, I, I don't know that I would have realized that, but as soon as you said it, it just jumped out like it had a bright light shining on it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Almost almost more than anything in early sobriety, the way that other people were just so very comfortable and casual, laughing, telling what they had learned, sharing their experience, sharing some, like, really not pretty things that they had done, but in a way that was refreshingly honest. Like I'm sitting there thinking, where else do people tell the truth like this yes. about the reality of their own lives? I have not encountered that really anywhere else. And even um, as we mentioned in the preamble, we're both ministers. And when I first got to uh, my first semester of um, seminary, somebody uh, made the statement that uh, at least in their experience, you could sort of quickly discern amongst your classmates who is in recovery, because those of us in recovery have learned to tell the truth and to tell it quickly, but yeah. no preempt, nothing, just right into it. We can get real, real fast, yes. is what I had heard. And I love that so much. Uh, when I encountered that, I thought, this is, this is a way better way to live than feeling like I have to like package myself and be mm -hmm. careful what I say or mm -hmm. how I say it or what I choose to reveal or whatever. I had a sponsor that has said something very helpful to me. And in fact, I reminded him years later when I was the one who could then share the same wisdom. But when I would be having a hard time, I'm feeling anxious or depressed or down, he would ask me, what have you done for other people lately? Mm -hmm. And the answer is always nothing because I'm so, <laughs> no, I'm so wrapped up in my me, 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 of course. That, you know, depressed, anxious or whatever. And what I learned was getting up and doing something for someone else, anything. So if there's not a meeting, go to the grocery store and put a one cart back. Don't yeah. put on a big show and put yeah. 30 carts, put one cart back. Yeah. You know, leave uh leave some change out where someone can find it on the ground. Take a $5 bill and you know, tuck it into the trash can or whatever so that somebody will walk out and see it. And mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, little we called that secret service I've heard that called mm -hmm. just do just do little things. Yeah, I was also taught early on as a very simple example of being of service that if I was ever asked, my sponsor said, if you're ever asked at a meeting to do one of the readings, mm -hmm. you know, do you read how it works or the tradition, mm -hmm. just say yes, just oh, yeah. say yes. 
just and, do it. You know, it have to be a pretty extreme situation where I was somehow unable. This never right. happened. Unable to do the reading, even mm -hmm. if I don't feel like it. I say yes, and then I read it, and I'm always so glad that I did. Yes. I do remember, though, once I was asked to do it at a convention, so I had to read it in front of about, you know, 800 people or something. That was a little nerve-wracking, but that would be. same thing. You just read it, you know, that's what you're doing. Yeah, so we've talked a lot about um, what types of service there are to do and how being of service helps us in our own sobriety. So the other piece of the 12th step, the 12th step is... Um, practicing these principles in all our affairs mm. and that's so important you know um we okay so really what we want to strive for at least i think what i want to strive for is um uh what am i trying to how do i want to say being in alignment i want i want all the aspects of my life to be in alignment integrity is the integrity word, I and and i you know i'm not always there but I want to be the same person on Sunday when I'm the minister as I am at home with my family, as I am at the grocery store. Now, I'm not there, okay? Because I can, I can walk out of church and then somebody cuts me off, man, and I am just <laughs> pissed. And it's like everything I said just goes out the window. So that's a cutting edge for me, a growing edge for me, you know, is to, you know, I'm human like everybody else. But what I want to strive for is alignment, you know, to being in integrity in all aspects of my life so that, um, yeah, you know, this isn't just something that we practice when we're in a meeting or when we're talking with our sponsor. I mean, these ultimately, you know, you don't, it's good that you don't entirely get this when you first come in because it might be overwhelming, but ultimately you find out that this is not just a recovery program this is a life program this yeah. is a way of living life yeah. and the idea is to practice it in all areas of our lives so that we bring the same realness authenticity integrity openness willing to serve willingness to serve that we bring that to all aspects of our life not just to the meeting yeah that that reminding me of something um, that I that I have found helpful, at least. It's like a phrase that reminds me who I am aspiring to be in the world. And that concept of practicing these principles in all our affairs, to me, means that I am choosing to, and doing the best I can to, lead what I call a God-centered life. Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm still finding out what it means. <laughs> but the the simple answer is that I, I make a practice of continually returning. So, you know, thinking about conscious contact, step 11, conscious contact, continually returning, asking for guidance. Uh, what is my part in this? You know, maybe something, maybe nothing. Um, and, and making a life out of um, showing up that way. Yes. One way or the other. So practicing these principles in all our affairs to me means leading what I call a God-centered life, which, you know, I can't, I won't say that I do, but I aspire to. That's sort of my, right. my goal, my mantra, yeah. if you will. And then exactly. I can ask myself, are you doing this? Well, sometimes yes, and sometimes no, like when I get cut off or mm -hmm. 
surrounded by people that could use some Reverend Dan driving lessons, which is almost everyone. Which is pretty apparently. much everyone out there, let's face it. Pretty much. They didn't get the memo. They didn't get the memo that Well, uh, they Reverend didn't read Dan... the driver's manual either, let's face it. But anyway, that's another. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how these people got their license. <laughs> that's right. But it is time, believe it or not, for us to shift gears and move into recovery in a nutshell. We have so much fun. I don't even know if this is legal. Let's let's hope that it is, but <laughs> it shouldn't be. No, I, I joke. Uh, time for uh, what we call recovery in a nutshell. And this is when we attempt to, if we can only pick like two things out of everything we've said, maybe three, because we only had a, a minute to answer somebody. If someone said, um, hey, Reverend Michelle, what are some simple ways that I can help carry the message? Because I'm new and and I don't even, that seems overwhelming like something that only yeah. old timers can do. What could I do? Well, so, um, you know, when people are new, we do have a saying, keep it simple. And that's because we want people to get sober and stay sober, right? So we have to resist the, um, the temptation to try to do too much too quickly. I think that's really important. When you're new, your job is to stay sober, you know, not to be like, you know, regional rep or whatever, all that's, this kind of that, stuff. You know what you. I mean? That's really important. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not that's ego stuff. If we start getting into all that, you know, so I would say if you are new, suit up and show up and let that be your main focus, you know, get thyself to a meeting. And when you're there, if you feel that you have something to contribute that can help someone say it, if not, keep quiet and just listen. You know, but don't ever underestimate how you are being of service by being what we like to call a butt in a chair. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are there. You are. The group is formed by all of those that are there. So if you're not there, it's not a group. Right. So by by showing up, which is such a big thing, so huge to get yourself to a meeting and to say your name and say you're an alcoholic or whatever it is, you know, that is being of service. You are showing someone else how to do it. And yeah. when you're new, that's enough. That's enough. Just show up and see what needs to be done. If you want to make coffee or put a chair away, that's great. Yeah, do the simple things. That was part yes. of my answer is say yes to simple service opportunities. Yeah. Not do you want to be the group chairperson? No. no. If you're new, no, not no, the GSR. No, no. Will no. you make the coffee next Thursday? Yes, I can do that. Will you help put the chairs away? Yes. Will you help sweep the floor? Yes. Those are simple service opportunities. And I would encourage you to say yes when asked to those. Now I have to put a caveat and an asterisk because I had a very close um, friend, uh, recovery friend who had a lot more years than I did. And she said, beware if you are a people pleaser or if you're the kind of person that feels like you have to do everything or you're not doing enough, uh -huh. you know, be aware of that. Don't yes. Keep it simple. Don't do too do much. a couple simple things. Being yep. of service does not mean kill yourself to do everything you possibly can. It means be part of the group, participate, yep. ask what you can do to help and share your story. You know, anytime yes. any of us tell the truth and make an honest statement about our experience, we are helping ourselves and other people. We're being of service to anyone who is in the room that day who can hear yep. it. So yes, like you said, keep it simple, simple service opportunities share honestly as appropriate share honestly i mean just, it's not you know 
don't try to make yourself sound good or try to sound better than you are because that doesn't help anyone. Really, the, the best thing you can do is be authentic. That will help someone and just believe that it will. And you don't need to know because, you know, I'm sure I said things in meetings that helped people that I had no idea. And I know people said things in meetings that helped me and they don't know. They have no idea how they helped me. So we just need to trust that that's how the group works. We help one another. So, all right. Our affirmation for today is this. By giving back through acts of service, I help others as I help myself. And I am grateful. And once again, by giving back through acts of service, I help others as I help myself, and I'm grateful. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful. We hope that you found something in all of our gabbing today that you find genuinely helpful. And we bless you wherever you are on your own recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We are so glad you joined us today, and we do hope that you will join us again. But until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please, whatever you do, don't drink (laughs) like my co-host. I've heard the stories. You don't want to go there. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.